0: Sisters and elders, welcome to another episode of the Deepening Discipleship Podcast. I'm Sean Nelson and I'm your host. In today's episode, we will be speaking with Ken Packer, who will talk about the experiences that people are having as we begin to teach them. Often we find ourselves thinking that we may be the first contact that others have with the church and with Heavenly Father, when in reality, he's been there all along. We hope you enjoy this episode with Ken Packer. All right, we are back on the podcast with Ken Packer. Thanks again for being with us, Ken.
1: Hey, happy to be here.
0: Uh, Today, we want to talk a little bit about understanding the experiences that individuals have as we teach them, as we begin to work with them, and really understanding that, you know, this perhaps isn't the first time that Heavenly Father is starting to work in the lives of individuals.
1: Well, understanding people's experiences as they, as the Lord has worked with them in their life can help you as a missionary. And then it's essential as you work with them to understand their experience as they go, as they keep commitments or as their, their life changes as they're exposed to additional principles, uh, from the, from the restored gospel that you'll bring them uh, as missionaries. And, one of, the, one of the biggest mistakes that missionaries can make is, is believing that the first time that they've ever encountered anything spiritual is when they meet with them. And uh, one thing that missionaries can do perfectly, and that, that's a hard thing, right, as a missionary is to do something perfect. I started uh, loving to do the dishes as a missionary because it had a beginning and an end. And it does not seem like anything else had that in the mission, in, in the mission field. I could, I could act on that dish and make it clean and by the end. But there are a few things in, in missionary work that we can do uh, perfectly. Every time someone says that they've prayed, you ask about their experience. Every time they share with you that they've, that they've read, you ask them how the Book of Mormon changed their life. Uh, when they come to church, you find out what their experience was like. Is you, you hope that it was good, but maybe it wasn't, and you gotta say, "Oh, it was a bad day." You gotta come back next week uh, so we can introduce you to the, some other people. You know, th- those are the things that that we may miss if we're focused on ourselves and not on the person's progress.
0: I love that, and it makes me think of the missionary purpose to help and invite others to come under Christ. We do a lot of inviting for people to act and do things. Um, The helping looks very different for each person. And unless we really understand the experiences that people are having with all of those things where they're inviting them to do, it's going to be really difficult to help that very specific individual take the very next step that they need to make.
1: Yeah, I love it. I want to share just a couple of like pitfalls or, or things that may keep missionaries from asking about people's experiences and then, and then maybe share a couple of of stories. I would really love for you to also share your experience Sure. um, as you do that. But sometimes we've already talked about one missionaries believe that the first time that, you know, anybody's (laughs) having, having an experience with, with religion or with the truth is when missionaries meet them. Uh, but another thing is that when missionaries focus on their own performance and not on the progress of the individual, and the way that you can tell if you're, if you fall into this category is if it's more important, uh, that they just did an action than, than what the result of that action was. So did you pray? Yeah, I, I did pray. They don't ask about it. Uh, they just move on to the next thing. Uh, did you read? Okay, great. Today we're going to be talking about this. And that that shows me that a missionary is focused on their own performance and not on the person's progress. We need to ping their heart to see where they are spiritually. And you've got to ask about their experience.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll share part of my, my conversion story. And then if you have another experience to add, and I'll keep it as brief as possible. In in the middle of having met with missionaries and a friend and groups of friends talking with missionaries, I had this night where I had a conversation with a friend who was a member of the church and she bore a very simple but powerful testimony. And as I was driving home that night, I had this deep feeling that either this was true and it was gonna change my life forever or, members of the church were really confused. And I i mean, my heart wanted to believe the first and my brain wanted to believe the latter. Um, But that night I went to my room, I can like picture myself doing this. And I sat down on the side of my bed and I read a couple verses from the scriptures. I think I was in third Nephi. And I just had this really strong feeling that I needed to pray. And as I knelt down and prayed, The answer was immediate and very, very strong that not only did I know the church was true, that the message of the missionaries and my friends had been sharing with me was true, but that I needed to act upon that. I needed to join the church. I needed to be baptized. And uh, it was a very powerful experience for me. Well, the next day comes, I'm meeting with missionaries again at my friend's home and kind of going through the motions as a missionary might do in the beginning of a lesson, doing all the... formalities of like, how are you doing? How is everything going? And they jump into talking about some doctrine, or I think it was a plan of salvation. And as if the spirit just, you know, pricked this this, uh, missionary, he stopped everything and said, wait, uh, we invited you to pray. Did you pray? And I said, yeah, actually I did. And I had a really powerful answer and I know I need to be baptized. And so I'm so I'm so grateful that that missionary in that moment followed that prompting to ask me that because maybe we would have gone a a visit or two without talking about it. And maybe that would have faded in my mind. And when those invitations of baptism and things would come up again, maybe I wouldn't be as willing as I would have in that moment. So I shared, they invited me to be baptized and I was baptized just like a week and a half later.
1: Amazing. This is a good lesson and example for you, uh, missionaries. Uh, you need to find out what's happening in the heart of that that person that you're teaching uh, as much as you need to deliver any message that you've prepared. So I'm glad that they did that. Me too. <laughs> well,
0: as a mission president and other um, observations, what have you seen or experienced when it comes to understanding where people are and their experiences?
1: Yeah, you you need to ask about it. That's another one of the the... the things I think that keep missionaries from, from doing this is that they're afraid to address the the elephant in the room. And I was out with some missionaries in Idaho and we'd gone from place to place and didn't have really any luck. And we finally pulled over and just said, said a prayer, where should we be? And they had a, an impression and we drove to that farm just as the farmer and his wife were pulling out and the it, they said, oh, sorry, elders, we can't meet. We've got a horse that's just down the road. She, she's going to be having a colt here. And the last time she, she did that, the, the colt died because she didn't, she didn't let it drink. She didn't know how to be a mother. Uh, but wait, hold on. We do have to show you one thing. We've got five minutes. So we went inside. They opened up the back door and then came 12 puppies. And they were German Shepherd puppies. They were barking. They were jumping around. They were uh, doing all the things that puppies do. And they said, Hey, every single one of these puppies is going to save someone's life. We said, Really? No, yeah, they're going to save someone's life. Uh, how, how's that going to happen? Well, we teach them how to be search and rescue dogs. They will save someone's life in Yellowstone National Park or Glacier National Park. And we start when they're young and we teach them how to, how to do this. They're not just gonna be pets that make people happy and chase balls, they will save people's lives. So as we left, uh, just before we left, the missionary said, hey, we'd like to come back and teach you. And the farmer who was less active turned to his wife and said, hey, babe, do you wanna do this again? And you've done it six times. So you want to do it again? And she turned to him and says, yes. And the missionaries said, great. When we come back, we're going to teach you uh, about how God loves his His children. And he sends truth through prophets. And I gave a, a, a short message of the restoration. We walked up and left. As we were walking out, I turned to the the farmer and I said, what's keeping you back? You know, what gifts?" You're less active. You've heard this a lot of times. Your wife's not a member. You've heard this a lot of time. What's keeping you back?" And he said, organized religion. So we got into the van, and these missionaries were driving off. And I said, okay, elders, what's, what's next? What are you going to teach next time you go? And I said, oh, we're going to teach the uh, message of the restoration. And I said, is that what she needs? And they said, uh, oh yeah, we, we kind of taught that. It's the, it's the second lesson, right, Brother Pecker? <laughs> and I said, I don't know, is that what she needs? They said, oh, I don't know, uh, I don't know. And I said, why don't you know? And they said, I don't know, it's really hard. And I said, because you didn't ask. I asked and I know. There's this huge elephant in the room. Six times they've been listening to the lessons and no progress. But she wants you to come back. What's going on in their life? You chose to drape over the top of that elephant just some principles from the lessons that you knew. Instead of asking the question, why, <laughs> why is it? And I said, I did. I asked. And uh, I said, it's organized religion. And you know what, elders? You know enough about this family that to understand that they know the need and understand the need for organized religion. So how are you going to teach it? And they sat there for a long time until one of them finally said, hey, that horse didn't know how to be a mother. They were going to go and teach her how to be a mother. Um, Another one says, hey, they were going to teach these little dogs how to be more than just pets how to be search and rescue dogs. And it took someone who knew what they could become, uh, to help them. They understand organized religion. Uh, how are we going to teach it? So elders and sisters, don't be afraid to address the elephant. That's in the room. Another one, and we're not going to spend time explaining this. You're going to have to unlock this for yourself, but it's, you haven't treasured up enough the doctrines. They haven't become sweet to you. So uh, just the action or the going through the motions or the duty of keeping something is enough. You need to figure out how the law of chastity is sweet. Because you're going to want, after you invite them to live it, to find out how God has blessed them for keeping it. You can't wait to find out what he teaches them to and helps them to solve their own questions. As they read the scriptures, and, and, and resolve a problem in their life, or when they go to church with with, with a heavy heart because they have a teenage uh, teenager who's who's making the wrong choices, and they receive an answer as they listen to someone in in church share how God worked with them. Uh, and you're gonna to wanna to know about that. Not that they went to church, but what happened as they did that. So to wrap,
0: wrap this conversation up, I hear a lot of things where we need to make sure that we're asking questions that help them share their experiences. Open up, talk through what they've felt and what they want to do based on what they've experienced. We need to be really good listeners and make sure that we're not going in with some pre-planned blanket to cover the elephant in the room, right? Um, any other maybe principles to walk away with, being a really good listener, asking inspired questions?
1: Yeah, getting to know who they are, making sure that you understand how the gospel is, is sweet to you and to others is, is one of those principles I hope that the missionaries walk away with. Um. Yeah, and and it's fun when you do that. This is how the Savior went about teaching. You know, this is how, this is how he taught. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much, Ken. Again, I think that the missionaries listening to this podcast have a lot to think about. And elders and sisters, we invite you to consider how you're doing this every day, and uh, to make the necessary changes so that you really understand the experiences that people are having. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Deepening Discipleship Podcast.